G'day. Welcome to True White Sailing. Well, it's about 3.30 in the morning. I can't sleep. I've woken up and I'm thinking about Tonga or Fiji. Fiji or Tonga. <coughs> Currently in Picton, New, Ze or Picton um, New Zealand, down in the South Island. I've uh, just been finishing all my repairs from my last trip from... Uh, you know, Hobart, sailing across to Nelson, and uh, done a bit of exploring in the uh, Marlborough Sounds. But now it's time to plan to get out of here and find some warmer water. Um, we're currently just coming into winter, so it's, it's starting to get cold. You know, it's been quite wet and damp, you know, get a lot of uh, mould, so time to leave. <coughs> so, you know, spent, spent probably the last, you know, th well, yeah, not the last, but... Uh, quite a few hours in the pub tonight with my uh, notebook phone doing some planning and uh, you know I've got a rough idea of where I want to go I need to be in Fiji around 3rd of August but it's you know it's about the 9th of um, June at the moment so I'm thinking Tonga you know bounce off Tonga back across to Fiji seems like a reasonable idea you know, I can only stay in Fiji for four months on a visa unless I get an extension. So, yeah, my girlfriend will fly into Fiji around that time. Um, so I need to get myself up there. Um, is it via Tonga or do I just go direct to Fiji and yeah, just explore the place, have a chilled time, drink some beer, do a bit of diving? Um, but at the moment I've been um, toying with the idea of sailing to uh, Tonga first. And then, um, and then on to Fiji after that. You know, spend a, you know, spend a few weeks in um, in Tonga. And then, you know, it's only a few hundred miles across. It's only a couple of days sail, so it's not such a big deal, <coughs> depending on the wind and the uh, conditions, of course. But yeah, at the moment, you know, my uh, my considerations are, you know, Wellington, which is about thirty miles from Picton, to Tonga is fourteen hundred nautical miles, or uh, Wellington to Fiji is fourteen hundred sixty nautical miles. So it's about a half a day. Either way, depending on the wind. And uh, and then, you know, do you meander up the coast of, well, the west coast of um, New Zealand, which is not always that pleasant, and there's not always loads of places to stop. Um, you know, often you need to do a few days sailing between decent um, ports. So... And where do I depart from? Do I depart from Picton, Wellington, or um, or do I go north? And then you've got Taranga, I think it's pronounced, Auckland or Upua. And given that I want to go to Tonga, I'm considering the fact that um, I may need to sail west before I then sail north, because you have these prevailing winds uh, from the from the east you know that's why everybody you know meanders across the pacific um from from the americas to asia using the prevailing winds that's a relatively easy downwind sail for them but for us southerners trying to get to the pacific it's a different ball altogether you know we need to um we need to sail against those prevailing winds to get to where we want to go and originally i was going to tahiti but the weather's just been terrible so I'm looking at going north, which is easier, but it's still going to be you know, two weeks sailing. It's either a, a week or two up the coast of um, New Zealand, 
when you know whenever you hang on the coast and stop at places it always blows out or it'll be um it'll be a solid two weeks at sea um 1400 nautical miles is yeah it's probably you know it's you know rounded out about 120 miles a day but yeah. you get a couple of bad days it's 100 miles a day so yeah you've got um you've got 10 to 14 days of sailing to get to tonga from my location uh, if i go north um go to Opio, where a lot of people leave from which makes sense because it's um it's the closest point or closest departure point where they do customs the um the distance is, is far less it's um yeah it's considerably less it's about four to five hundred miles less and yeah you can pick a better weather window in my case if i leave from here i'm gonna get smashed at some point um, the weather in this part of the world can be challenging it can also be beautiful but recently the weather has been fucking terrible it's um just been we've been getting flogged mercilessly um, but at the moment the weather is calm and it looks like we're getting a window to go north we've got a bit of light wind and then that'll turn into a bit of a southerly which is okay to be cruising up the coast to get the wind behind you i always like that as they say gentlemen sailors always sail with the wind hardly a gentleman but i'll uh, i'll take what i can get so they're my considerations i like the idea of tonga i like you know tongan people you know tonga fiji both laid back easy going friendly places are beautiful water's warm you know it's just an exotic um yeah, I like the idea of kicking back in a bar with a coconut and maybe a uh, maybe a co cocktail. And I, I don't drink cocktails, but uh, I like the idea of sitting there with a um, a rum rum coconut cocktail. That sounds pretty bloody good. Um, yeah, and the other thing I'm looking at now is crew. Uh, at the moment, you know, I'm solo. My girlfriend has gone back to Holland. She's over there doing some business stuff and just generally uh, getting on the on the beers with their friends so I need to find some crew or I need to go solo um, solo's easy but you know you always got the challenges of doing everything yourself um, crew there's other challenges you know you've got to find the right people you've got to teach the people um, you've got to work in with their schedules and they've got to work in with mine and then you've got to manage everybody's expectations which is probably the most difficult part of putting crew on a boat do you take younger crew or older crew um, both have their pluses and minuses older crew probably more easy going I think in many cases got a little bit more money they're um, they can get to a place they've got the cash to buy a ticket and go wherever they want to go younger crew you know they're trying to um, travel on a budget and you know they're far more relied on the vessel than older crew in most cases but the benefit of sailing with younger crew is often they're far more enthusiastic you know they're keen to you know do sail changes and you know play with different ideas and you know fly the spinnaker and yeah like you know, in my boat i can i can put two spinnakers up i can put a um Asymmetric and a symmetrical spinnaker up off the off the rear mast on the on a catch, 
and you know older people don't tend to want to play around with sail changes as much unless they're really passionate sailors and often it's quite hard to find you know passionate sailors so at the moment i'm talking to a well a dutch guy in his 60s a um a, a u.s lady in her 40s who's been living in New Zealand for a long time, so maybe she's called New Zealander now. And a couple of young French, or a rather a young French couple in their um, late 20s. And um, they've got sail experience. The New Zealand lady has plenty of sail experience and she's wanting to get a Yacht Master ticket, I believe, and do deliveries. So she's probably quite keen. Um, the older chap, he um, yeah, he's done a bit of sailing, but he's not really interested in sailing. So um, yeah, I'm less inclined to go that way. Um, French, I like French uh, people. They're um, they're easier to sail with. They're generally easy going, and I like the way they cook. You know, the French have something about the way they do food. Um, I think the Italians are the same. French Italians, um, yeah, they just. They enjoy eating and they enjoy cooking and they make fantastic food. I, I haven't met anybody else who um, really enjoys preparing food regardless of the conditions. Uh, it's hearty, nutritious. So yeah, it's um, it's been interesting having French people on board. Like the your food is has been quite good. It's it's amazing what they make and um, how they prepare it. And you know, I'm always um, I'm always impressed. Like where I will for lunch maybe just do a wrap with. Um, some cold meat and cheese, or um, or even a castilla, heated on the frying pan. Um, something simple, maybe even soup. You know, they'll go downstairs and they'll cook pasta, and then they'll you know cook up the veggies, slice spuds, get some other vegetables, mix it all together, and 20 minutes later you've got a fantastic hearty meal. Um, I'm always surprised at uh, people who uh, otherwise suffer from seasickness will go downstairs and cook a meal and. Um, and come up without any complaint. So, yeah, the French have got a, a foot in the right direction at this stage. And they seem like a nice young couple travelling around the world. Um, so, yeah, it could even be a French couple and the New Zealand lady. There's enough room for four people, but that's getting pretty busy in my boat. I like um, I like to sail with two or three people. So a couple, um, you know, that. That makes it easy, but my boat is a traditional style. It has a rear cabin, which I've got, and then the uh, the guts of the boat, which is the galley and the saloon, or the lounge area, uh, that is also the main sleeping area. It's probably the most comfortable part of the boat. So it's deep in the water and has the best bunks, but it's also you know, your communal space as well. For to that, I've got a quite a large toilet shower area it's also got my dive compressor and my sail locker and then forward of that i've got another um double cabin well v-berth it was made for bloody midgets so unless you're uh f five and a half feet it's um yeah it's a bit cramped up there and it's quite claustrophobic so not everybody wants to sleep in the v-berth also it's punishing in big seas because you're just getting pounded into the waves so it takes a hearty soul who's done a lot of sailing to be comfortable in the V-berth.
also gets a little bit damp, and I think that's because it's um, it's right adjacent to the uh, to the shower toilet area. So yeah, it'd be interesting um, to see how this works out. So again, I think the the trip to Tonga sounds like the most interesting trip, um, but it's also a lot of sea miles, and having crew would make it a little easier on myself. However, you know, I've just rebuilt all of my autopilots. I had all three electric autopilots fail on the trip from Tasmania. And my wind vane, which is an old Aries wind vane, bolted to the back of the boat. You know, this thing is built like a brick shit house. It's heavy aluminium. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's mount snapped. You know, the um, one snapped completely and the other one was uh, fracturing halfway through. So... My wind vane was held on by um, quite a bit of Dyneema rope, twisted up in a, using a Spanish windlass, and uh, and that's what got me in the last 300 miles. Um, all the other autopilots had sort of given up the ghost or um, had some gremlins, and then we got caught in a massive storm just be as we were arriving in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, surprisingly, the wind vane was even though it was held on by rope, we're still working in 50 knot winds, four to five meter seas, it was just absolute shit conditions coming into the Cook Strait. Uh, and then we had horrible following seas all the way down to Nelson, so it didn't work at all in following seas, it doesn't tend to on my boat. So I ended up having to hand steer for about 24 hours, which, you know, was shit house. It was cold, wet, miserable, got Four massive waves dumped over to the cockpit. One of those actually got into the boat, so it caused a lot of damage to my electronics. Um, just unlucky as I was going downstairs, I pulled out the um, companionway board and a wave dumped into the cockpit and dumped about 200 litres downstairs at the same time. So, you know, it's just uh, luck of the gods. In this case, unlucky. But yeah, getting back to the point. Crew and destination. I think Tonga. You know, I think um, I think I'll plan for Tonga, and then um, also do the planning for Fiji. I mean, if it doesn't work out, and the winds don't allow me. I just go left a little bit, and um, you know, I land in in Fiji. And uh, these days, I'm carrying Starlink. Thank you, Elon. And uh, that allows me to do my customs clearances whilst offshore. Uh, whereas before I would have had to submit my customs clearances um, before I departed land, when I still had internet access or, you know, back in the old days, fax. Um, yeah, so it does make it more convenient. That's providing your, uh, your Starlink doesn't die on you or they um, turn it off or some other drama. Um, you can still call up on radio, of course. You know, you're um, making landfall, ring up, contact customs through one of the uh, smaller islands and just let them know that you're going to be arriving. And, uh, yeah, just work around it. They uh, might be a bit pissed, but, you know, generally people understand if you, uh, you get pushed around by the winds and you can't make the destination and you end up somewhere else. Most, uh, most customs officials are reasonable. But, um, yeah, here to Wellington... 36 nautical miles, and then I've got a tidal passage I've got to get through, plus it's a major shipping, or, you know, it's a major ferry 
lane to Wellington, so there's a lot of traffic there. But I have to manage the tides to get through there comfortably, so I need to leave here, and oh, it's probably about four hours to to a tidal area I've got to get through. Um, and it's also going out the Cook Strait, can be quite a shitty piece of water. So the weather I'm looking at at the moment, we've just had some really horrible high and low pressure systems creating a squeeze, which resulted in you know, 45, 50 knot winds in Picton from the southeast, which was not very comfortable. It was incredibly cold. That has passed. Um, there's a low sitting off the west coast, which is pushing the wind or pushing you know, um, the system down. And that is now giving me westerlies. So they will pass and I will get southerlies in the next few days. In between that, I'm going to get a, um, a period of very light wind, which would make it quite reasonable to um, to motor out of here. In, you know, maybe a bit of light sailing, um, get out of the Cook Strait, into the Southern Ocean, and um, well, the Pacific Ocean these days. Um, and then as the winds turn more to the south, I can, I can uh, use those winds to, to sail north. So I'm thinking that Taranga is a pretty reasonable place to jump off. There's customs uh, there and they will clear a yacht, which is nice. You can't always clear out of every port. Um, even if they have customs for shipping, they don't always do customs for yachts. So in New Zealand, you've got to, um, you've got to pick your location. I'm advised from a couple of cruisers that they will do it do it at Wellington if you um, give them plenty of it, plenty of advance timing. Um, but yeah, Wellington's still quite, quite south. And if I caught in a, a decent weather system and I want to go and hide, if I've cleared customs, then I've got to clear customs again, which is a pain in the ass for me and them. That's just inconvenient. So I'm probably better off clearing customs a little bit further up, unless my crew turn out to be quite hearty sailors and don't mind just punching out of the big green and uh, and going for it. And if I'm going to go to Tonga, I need to get a little bit of easting. So I need to um, possibly sail east before I sail north, or at least be sailing north-east. Um, and it's not always easy when you go out into the tropics. You know, you've got this, you've got these easterly, southeasterly winds, so it's working against you. Um, but we will see. So that's my plan for the moment. Yeah, taking you on my little rambling journey. It's um, these are the considerations for sailing. You know, it's if you're sailing solo, um, you still got all these same considerations. If you're taking on crew. Um, then you, you need to work out your passage plan, your, your rough dates, then you've got to manage your crew, crew expectations, make sure that they've got the funds should they leave the boat and, uh, you know, get an air ticket. Like, um, arriving in Tonga seems quite relaxed. Uh, Fiji, however, my crew leave, they have to have an air ticket, um, or they need to be able to transfer onto another vessel or, or some other, um, means of departing the country. And that's not unreasonable from customs at all. However, I need to ensure that the younger crew 
have got the funds to do that. Um, a particular French couple on. In this case, they're talking of um, doing some Pacific stuff and then uh, not sailing, but flying to America and exploring the, the States, which is all good. And Fiji is not a bad place to bounce to America. There's quite a few flights from uh, Fiji to Hawaii, Hawaii to the States. So that's quite a reasonable uh, expectation. It's also a good spot for me to get my girlfriend into, you know, via Singapore, you know, uh, Holland, Singapore, um, Fiji, maybe even bounce it out of Australia. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, if you're buying a boat and, you know, you've got the good wife and the family, it's all great until your wife decides that uh, she doesn't really like sailing that much and, and she absolutely despises the ocean sailing, you know, long 24-hour periods in shit conditions in big seas where she's throwing up. And and that's often the case, you know, we, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just a bloke thing, you know, we're passionate about being on a boat, you know, being offshore, the solitude, the um, remoteness, it's, um, I find it really, uh, really enjoyable. Um, but finding a chick who who likes offshore sailing is quite a challenge, and um, and they are the uh, a modern day sailor's fucking unicorn. I'm trying to find one of those girls who likes offshore sailing. I mean, I had a uh, chick on board for the last trip. She'd helped me sail down the east coast, and then um, proved. That, you know, she wasn't really into offshore sailing. Like the passage from Hobart was 12 days. It was some really horrible conditions. And about halfway across, it broke her. You know, she had a little dummy spit or a big dummy spit and um, basically wanted to be there, wanted to be at, uh, at New Zealand. And we still had about, you know, 500 miles to go. There's not much I could do as a captain. I um, have to sit her down and explain that, you know, the boat is just doing what the boat's doing. And... The fact that we are sailing north to go around a quite nice, nasty weather system to then go further east um, is better than sailing straight through the weather system and getting beaten up. But yeah, has a dummy spit and, um, and gets over it. But yeah, I think it, yeah, in her case, she, she went downhill after that, you know, and just became a bit more fragile. So... Yeah, if you've got a wife, do some test sailing, you know, jump on other people's boats and do some long ocean passages if that's what your plan is in life. Um, and make sure that your wife, girlfriend, partner uh, can cut the mustard, is going to do it, you know, and if, if that's the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you know, you might have to uh, change your plans or change your partner. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to find that... Um, that unicorn and they are difficult to find not impossible there's plenty of blokes out there sailing around the world with uh, with chicks who love sailing but you know they seem to have snaffled them all up so yeah that's um, that's one of your major considerations for sailing it's uh, it is very difficult to get everything right to sail to exotic locations. I mean, I envy those guys who have um, a family on board and everybody seems to just enjoy the aspect 
where they're sailing, exploring, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of tensions that never you never see those in um, in YouTube. You know, everybody's trying to make out that life is perfect, which is not. But um, yeah, certainly it'd be those guys who uh, who find that balance, and um, you know, they found a a chick who loves it, and you know, the, the kids are enjoying it, and I think they. While they're still in that sort of mid-teens, they, they, they really do enjoy it. You know, it's none of the uh, bullshit social pressures that we uh, often push on our children in, in modern society because they're just on a boat living with their family and uh, exploring locations. It's a, it's a good life. So I am going to finish up here and I need to do a bit more um, planning, respond to some of my crew and leave you with those thoughts and over the next few days we'll um we'll go through what i've come up with and take you on my rambling journey to uh, tonga or fiji and we will um well i will work it out and you will um concur or, or with, you know maybe advise me that i'm wrong so thanks for um listening in to trev white sailing we're uh, currently in Picton, and sometime soon we'll be in the tropics. Hope you uh, have a great day, or night, depending on where you are. Take care. Safe sailing.